They're all saving one, or most of them, most of the Hampshire fielders are saving one. Somerset need one run. It's Edwards to Hildreth. He's there and bowls Hildreth, and he gets the run away through the onside, and Somerset have won. They've won the Royal London One Day Cup. Good morning, my name's Paul Allett, you're watching Cricket Rises on TV. Joining me this morning, I've got Vic Marks of The Guardian. <laughs> <laughs> of course not, it's always look on the bright side of life. It's Sunday morning, 9am, we're recording this bright and early. Uh, Ian Shepherd here, along with Steve Tancock, Harry Everett, and the voice of cricket on BBC Radio Somerset, Anthony Gibson. Ah, morning fellas, what a time to be a Somerset fan, eh? Can't remember the last Seven. time we lost. Yeah, can't remember the last time we lost a game. Brilliant victory against Knotts last night against all the odds. Sixty-two for five, chasing one hundred and sixty. Didn't lose another wicket. Captain Lewis Gregory, glorious, ably supported by Ben Green. What could possibly go wrong for next Saturday? Nothing. Good. Let's go. Um, well, someone, <clears throat> someone's going to have to talk about the first eight overs of the knots innings because I, I missed those because I was uh, stuck in traffic on the M5. But uh, Gibbo, Harry, you were there. Steve, you were watching from afar. What did you make of it, mm -hmm. Steve? Uh, do you know what? I thought the Overton dismissal of Alex Hales was the, was the key defining moment because apparently I didn't see it, but apparently on Sky, Hales had been telling them how he was going to take the attack and what his plans were and everything and yet again Craig everyone knows how much an Overton fan I am but I thought Craig was immense to to have bowled that many power play overs in the competition and do it again and produce um, Matt Henry's catch was just I thought it was Tom Abel that caught it it was such a good catch um, Tom's dropped it through the last couple of games been really good. yeah yeah um, I, that that, that first eight overs set the tone and then I think I'd, by the time you got there Shep not staged a bit of a recovery and I was actually a little disappointed you know because in the quarter final you want to be chasing 100 120 or as low as mm. possible don't you and I thought oh you know if, if their top order doesn't fire tonight it could be interesting but no I thought on the whole on the whole and as Lewis said in the sky pod afterwards uh, and I think he alluded to in his conversation with Gibbo, we've through to finals day, but there are things we can work on, which is what you want to hear. So, but for me, that the defining moment of the first half of the game was Craig getting Hales and completely getting him. It wasn't that he pinged one up in the air and everything; oh, he yeah. just blew him away, which is glorious in every regard. Yeah, he does bowl really well in those power play overs, Craig Overton. He bowls, you know. Just like he bowls in the county championship, really top of Voss stump um, with a with a new ball, uh, and you know he get, he gets it to bounce, and Hales made the mistake of giving you know coming down the wicket, giving him the charge, and was beaten all all ends up. It was a great moment, and it was a terrific start, which we didn't quite capitalise on as we should have no. done. No, um, you know there is still a weakness in in the bowling, particularly the death bowling. Lewis Gregory, I thought, bowled a brilliant last over. Uh, and he's been do he's done that in several games in in this campaign. It's good to see him taking the responsibility. But poor old Ben Green, until he until he came out to bat, had had a very uh, disappointing uh, evening. He didn't bowl very well. He dropped an absolute sitter of a catch uh, as well. But um, and you know there is 
his tactic. He, he just seemed to lose his way earlier on in the campaign. He'd been bowling Yorkers and low full tosses and <clears throat> picking up loads of wickets and not being too expensive either. But he didn't seem to be bowling to any particular plan on, no. on Friday uh, evening. And that, that was a bit of a weakness. And, a, and I don't understand why they picked Jack Brooks ahead of Casey Aldridge. If, if he's only going to bowl one expensive over. Mm. <laughs> you know, okay. if, if either Green or Gregory had got out towards the end. This is the customary 10 minutes into the podcast where Gibbo's Wi-Fi fails. I'm going to say... <laughs> Well, Gibbo's got know, 10 minutes from the end. Oh, oh he's back, Gibbo. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know if you've got the bit about Jack Brooks and, and Casey Aldridge, but yeah. you know, if, if Green or Gregory had been out, then Aldridge would have come in and he's already shown that he you know, he can, he can um, take home games of 2020 cricket. Yeah, but yeah, so it was like a good performance. Bowl, I, think. I think I'd like him to bowl in the Kent game because the Kent game for us was almost, well, not a non-event, but what, you know, it didn't really mean anything for us. I know Kent and Essex were still vying for that last spot, but I'd like to see in case you're just playing that game and have a bowl, and maybe then see because he's not bowling T21st in cricket much for Somerset, and Jack Brooks coming in for you know one over thirteen is a gamble, and playing for Notts is just a bit of a bizarre situation, really. Just a month ago, he's a Notts player, and he's playing against Somerset mm-hmm. at the quarter final. But yeah, I totally agree. It was nice to see in case you're have a bowl, or even because you would play Tom Lamberby as an extra batter. Gamble him for a couple of overs. He's not bowled all tournament. Um, we're probably nitpicking for a team that have broken a record for winning group stage games. But well, what's worrying me now is is the bowling for finals day because we are pretty much down to the the bare bones. We've lost Peter Siddle, okay, he's been replaced by Asholi. We've lost Roloff Vandermeer. We've lost Josh Davy. So, are we sure Josh is definitely out? I think. The side strain, watching him get a physio treatment the other Sunday night and walking off with Jamie Thorpe, I, I thought it might be one of those Josh Davy injuries rather than, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know for sure, but there's a chance he might be right Saturday, which would probably help things, but he gets targeted, you, you look at the Surrey game, they, they clearly targeted him, there's been a few games where he, he's seen as the, the weak link, which sounds hard, he's a Scotland international bowler, but he, you know, he doesn't get his Yorker right, he's... I yeah. Well, I suppose you you would target who you perceive to be the weakest bowler in any line. Yeah. And if a side, you know, if, doesn't matter if it's the West Indies quartet of the eighties, they're still going to have a weakest bowler, if you like, aren't they? Um, <laughs> Good luck with that one. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah, it's it's potentially worrying me is there any chance of roll off being fit I know a couple of people have had fired his questions in on Twitter it'll be it's just the fractured index finger that's keeping roll off out at the moment isn't it there's nothing else with him it's just getting that finger right yeah, I, mm. I haven't heard any any optimistic noises about him no, me neither. You sort of probably think they keep it as quiet as possible, though, for the obvious reasons, wouldn't you? So, you know, I'd be very surprised if on Thursday they announced he was fit to play. They probably, if he is fit, they'll probably announce it about up to two on Saturday. I would have thought. Yeah, yeah. Anthony needs to send his spies out around Edgbaston around lunchtime on Saturday to see if Roland, Roland rocks, Roloff. I'm doing it now. Oh God, I've got the top police this morning. If Roloff rocks up and um, looks like he's in kit. Roland James is playing for us then. I thought we'd another lane signing. 
Oh yeah, well, I wouldn't I wouldn't we could get a loan signing in for finals day. Yeah, yeah. That I wouldn't put it past them. Oh, Christ, probably not allowed. It probably is allowed. Uh, uh, Dwayne Bravo, they changed the rule, didn't they? Dwayne Bravo came in quite late. Remember that a couple of years ago? I, th- I think they did change that. You've got to play in the group stage, whatever. Oh, right, <laughs> that makes sense. Cool. And then, of course, so. <clears throat> Put my teeth back in. Right, uh, Notts then finishing on 157 for six. And Somerset not making the best start to their uh, run chase. I'm probably I'm going to count four of the top five as being architects of their own misfortune. And I'm pretty much um, going to defend that position to the death. Uh, Banton, Smead, Cola, Cadmore, and Dixon especially. Um... Or could well, it wasn't Dixon's fault. It was Abel's fault. How was it? Well, yeah, because Abel was the one who was standing at the non-striker's end and could see the that that ball pitched, pitched at me and Dixon. Oh, I don't know. I, I've, he was the last recognised batter as well, as you see, and it was I. He'd have retained the view if it was. He would have retained the review if it was umpire's call. Uh, I. It was actually outside the leg stump, clearly. Hmm. Well, I saw that. Yeah, we were up to you know, stood next to you on the Thatcher's terrace, and you could say, "Boom!" Straight down the line. I was like, well, that's going down leg, and it's pitched outside leg stump. So I don't know why he's not reviewed it. Yeah. Uh, Banton decided to reverse Imad Wazim uh, first ball. Will Smead ran himself out. Tom Kohler Campbell played a horrible shot. So <coughs> I suppose that bodes well for finals day that we've got these dozy dismissals out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, but you know they would say that's the way we play, and that yeah. is the way we play. And you know, most times it comes off, and just it occasionally does. it doesn't. And we just have to hope and pray that Saturday is not one of those days, those occasional days when it doesn't come off, and that, that, that they do put big runs on the board on the board early on. But you know, who knows? But, but at least it showed that if if the top order do go down, there's enough. Um, ability in the middle order, lower middle order now, to to see us home. I, I thought Lewis Gregory's batting uh, on on Friday and, and against Kent as well uh, was a, a whole step change from the way he'd been batting earlier on in in the competition. And it and it does make such a difference if you've got someone with that ability and that cool head coming in at number six, who, as he said himself to me, you know, is is a big occasion player. He, he likes it when the chips are down. That brings out the best in him. Um, and with um, with Ben getting getting some runs and batting really very sensibly because he wasn't in great touch uh, at the start. He was he was giving Lewis Gregory the strike. They rotated very well, and and possibly with with Casey Aldridge coming in to that lower middle order as well, and then Craig Overton to come as well. You know that's that's quite an insurance in in the lower middle order against the top order. Figure, which we all hope mm. won't happen, but as we've seen, there is always the possibility that it might happen. I just feel like Lewis Gregory's a—he's a, just a, a different cricketer to what we've seen over the last yeah. few years. He just seems right. to have gone on another level. It, It's—it's it's incredible. His his bowling in championships been uh, been fantastic. I know he's he's missed a few games uh, with sort of parental leave and, and and rest and whatnot, but he's stayed fully fit for the whole campaign, which. You know, none of us thought we'd be 
sat, sat here what middle of July saying oh Lewis Gregory's played you know three and a half months of cricket without getting injured uh, which is great his batting is especially in the T20 has, has just gone stratospheric yeah. could be in line for another England call up <laughs> if he moves That's to Surrey yeah. Uh, yeah, Ben Green as well. We all know what a talented cricketer he is. It was, um, if he missed it this week, uh, Green didn't make it on the 100 reserve list draft, whatever you want to call it, for the the, the wild card, is it? So, yeah. Uh, as things stand, he will Which be. Which is great for us. Yeah, he will be skippering Somerset in the Always Look on the Bright Side of Life One Day Cup, which starts uh, first week of August. <clears throat> Sadly, that we're going to get on at finals day. We're on second, which is good because we can have an extra couple of hours in bed uh, before we have to head up the M5 and the M6. Uh, and generally, the side playing in that, winning that second semi-final, has a better chance of uh, carrying on with their momentum to scoop the trophy in the final. Uh, Surrey first up. Then I'm quite confident about that one. We seem to have had the measure of Sunil Narine. We took him down at Taunton and we took him down at the Oval. I think he went for about 50 in both spells. He's been, I think he's been really poor. I don't know if he's signing and mm-hmm. doesn't look interested. Stand up a quarter six for the T20 game at Taunton the other week. And didn't look interested. Dropped a catch a fine leg. Barely made an effort forward. Didn't look like he passed it with the bat. Yes, he whacked a few runs the other day at the end of the tournament, but... He just looks like he's just well, he's going around shotting through franchise T20 sides. Like there's no tomorrow and just letting you be fuming if he's your overseas and can't really rely upon him to bowl decent overs. And I'd much rather have his studies and those these spinners. I think Sunset have done well there. They've still got a strong attack there, haven't they? I mean, with yeah, Sam Curran, Sam Curran, Gus Atkinson. Um, Did I read that Tom's injured then? Tom who's Curran's injured? Out. I thought I read that Tom Curran's out. Yeah, but Tom, I mean, he doesn't bowl anyway these days. He, he, I think he, he hasn't bowled. He's, he's there as... I don't think I, did I see Tom Curran's name in the from the Lancashire game on Friday night? They all played Friday think night, didn't so. they? I don't think he played. This is where all no, four... No, he didn't. Of, yeah, all four of us are down. He's, he's a decent batter, really. So I think that's still bonus for some extent. He would have batted four or five. It's the Surrey bowling attack that I think is, uh, you know, is, is it's a very good one, very strong. Yeah, just so many options. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they'll go with Moriarty at Edgebaston. Though I think that was Abbott and Jordan that worry me of the the two, the eleven in the bowling. Sorry, in the bowling attack because I think they're both still really good one day bowlers. Okay. That's good. I can feel the pessimism. Started to creep in now. <laughs> oh, no, no, we got no, not at all. No, I, well, I, I you got, know, we, we've beat them once and we've lost to them once. So, arguably, there isn't much between the two sides, and no. I think that's just about right. It could go either way. And then the other semi is Hampshire against Essex. Um, stuffed Hampshire down at uh, Taunton in the first game of the blast. Narrowly lost down at the Aegeus Bowl. And uh, did we beat Essex? Twice? We beat Essex twice, didn't we? Yeah, I'm sure we yeah, beat we Essex did. twice. Yeah, definitely beat Essex the twice. The only teams we've lost to are Hampshire and Surrey. 
<coughs> yeah, we uh, so we defended 150 against Essex at home when we that was massively under par, and then down at Chelmsford, what we had about 15 for three. They got up to about 180, and then we just absolutely blitzed that one. One with about four overs to go. It was a game everybody at about five sixes each. So, if you defend 150 when you it's against the rule, that sort of shows, you know, similar to Friday night, I guess. Yeah, I mean, looking back on the on the the campaign and the quarter the group stages and the quarterfinal as as a whole, we pretty much got all the boxes ticked in terms of how to win T20 games of cricket. We've I suppose you haven't really chased a big score, have we? We haven't chased a 220 or a 230, have we? But other than that, bowled a side out cheaply and chased it down without any trouble. Hampshire at home, defended a low score. Essex at home, uh, put big runs on the board first up. Gloucester away and Kent at home and Surrey away. The only thing we need is a hundred. Not at a hundred this campaign. That'd be nice on Saturday, wouldn't it? It would be. I don't think there's ever been a fun We need Dan here. Dan will let us know. I don't no, think there has. No, yeah, I'm very confident on that. I'm, I'm James very... Vince got. James Vince got a hundred. I think he has because I remember the top score of eighty odd. Was it? We don't generally tend to get big, big, massive scores at finals day, do you? It's generally sort of 160s, 170 used, scores at finals day on the, on the old used pitches. Um, which is probably why we could do a roll off even more. Could they, could they could go best they could, could throw in Sherpa Shears for the, for the final, a bit of a left field chat, but yeah. you never know. Definitely. <coughs> I'm fairly sure Hampshire are going to beat Essex, so I think we ought to be thinking about um, how to beat Hampshire in the final. And that's going to be tough as well. Don't you let Mr oh, no. Topley hear you say that, Anthony. Well, <laughs> I, just, I just think Hampshire are a very good side, and I don't think Essex are a very good side. I mean, even even that win against Birmingham, they very nearly blew it. Oh yeah, that. Oh, should we have a little talk about that? That was hilarious. I was sat there thinking, well, Warwickshire are the better team, or well, Birmingham, sorry, they're the better team. So we want to avoid them, but I really, really can't support Essex. So when they kept throwing wickets away, and then when Harmer couldn't even be bothered to dive, that was fantastic. He say what we like about the collision, but if he dives, he gets in. But he didn't. Yeah, I agree. It's the first game of cricket I think I can remember when I I didn't want either side to win because normally <laughs> if you watch <laughs> normally if you're watching a game of cricket you, you know you pick one or the other even if you've got no particular connection but I thought yeah. exactly like you steps I thought well it, it would be just as well for Essex to beat Birmingham because they're a very good side and they were top of the North Division and then you think but it's bloody Essex you know? <laughs> we don't want them to win anything. No, so although it would, be, it would be lovely to beat them in the final. Revenge it would. For, revenge well, I, for. I don't think we're going to get a chance. Uh, revenge for 2019. Yeah. Right. No. Um, 
But uh, anything more on the uh, the old blast campaign then? We're all, looking, we're all looking forward to finals day. Stevie, have you got a ticket for finals day? You're on mute. <laughs> I'll just feel now. Uh, I just... No, I haven't got a ticket. Um, I'm going to sound really old now, but I much prefer watching it on the telly. I don't... I just, just do. I've, I've almost went many, many years ago and then something happened and I couldn't go and I thought that was fake telling me so well between Anthony and Anthony with the sky volume turned down I'll be a very happy bunny sitting watching it from afar well I got my ticket uh we need to sort our travel out Harry are we still going up together I don't know if I'm going up Friday night or Saturday morning or I don't know what Sam was on about doing something or I haven't really worked out plans if you get six days notice it's a bit of a well, I'm happy to go up Saturday morning, especially now that we're uh, we're on second. But you don't need to hear about mine and Harry's travel arrangements, listener, because we have got interdispersed betwixt now and finals day a county championship match at the Cooper Associates County Ground against Hampshire. And I listened to Lewis Gregory uh, speak of not only to Sky but to you, Gibbo, inferring or insinuating or suggesting that. Wholesale he's, he's resting. Yeah. Wholesale resting would be taking place of the championship side. A trophy being on the line. Well, I don't see how there can be wholesale resting because there aren't enough singles <laughs> to be. I think. I mean, Gregory virtually said to me that he's not going to be playing, which means that one or other of of Craig Overton or Matt Henry is presumably going to be rested as well. I reckon they'll both be rested. Over and so who are your bowlers then? What's your bowling okay, attack? Okay, so I think Alfie Oddball is not far away. From well, him. Brooks. Well, Alfie, he's not. He's not pulled up many trees in the. Certainly by his figures, it doesn't look like he's pulled up many trees in the second eleven. But um, I don't think they're going to go off any of that. I think they're going to go who's fit and who's going to play. I think it'll be almost like a second team reserve game. If I'm being honest. Well, I think. I, yeah, I mean, they've got. They've got Brooks. One of uh, Overton and. Henry, uh, Casey Aldridge, yeah, uh, and um, Ish Sodi. And then you got your likes of Ned Leonard, Alfie Ogborn. Are they going to play two spinners? Will Bashir play well, as well? Well, you could, could do. do. It's been dry. at length um, last night and the night before Friday night, and even even though he was playing Friday night, Ish had no idea if he was going to play in the Championship game. In, in the four-day game and I think it's really going to I think we're sadly underestimating how Thomas want to prioritise understandably a trophy the chance to win a trophy and I think there will be massive changes so Hampshire made eight changes for that I think they played at Cheltenham was it a couple of years ago was it? it might have been last year they made eight changes for this weird game just before the last final but they've got a little bit more depth and less injuries than us so it's a bit easier when Abbott and Bass can come in but um, I think this game is going to be a bit of a bit of a funny one. Well, I think the fingers were burnt a little bit last year, but last year was a bit different because this odd game was a way bigger way trip up to Lancashire, yeah, Southport on a on a road where they just flogged themselves for, for you know two and a half days watching Keaton Jennings pile up three hundred. Really hot as well. It was yeah. very very hot, you know, and it was it really did Peter Siddle in particular in, and and you know he. he he really suffered for it on on finals day. 
So I think uh, I think the fact that it's at home will help. Um, I think the forecast is a bit cooler as well, a bit wetter yeah. as well, from what I've seen. Well, somebody said on social media yesterday in response to that question about changes, and they said, well, looking like the weather forecast, I think everyone's going to get a rest anyway, so I guess someone had seen a pretty dicey weather forecast. Yeah, there seems to be showers throughout the game. Doesn't look like much is going to get washed out, but there will be dispersal uh, dispersable showers. That's not a word, is it? That's complete nonsense. Would you would you rest TKC as well? Because obviously Banton and Smead aren't going to play in the Red Bull game. No, I don't think so. You could probably do the okay. do the practice. Anthony, that was your opportunity to get Lewis Goldsworthy in the team. Well, I'm going to tee up for you, Gibbo. Oh. Could, you could play Lewis Goldsworthy instead of showing Bashir. Yeah. Yeah. Is he fit to bowl? He bowled a bit Strength in the, the seconds. Didn't bowl very much in the tees, didn't he? No, but he, I mean, he's a, you know, not a bad spin bowler. Strength in the oh, batting. Like and he would be in as a second spinner as well, which is um, probably about yeah, where exactly. he is at the moment. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, Harry, you said Alfie Ogborn. Are you putting him now at the top of that list of the young bowlers? Well, I'm, looking, I'm looking through seam options and who's with them the two. They're not going to get JT Language in, I wouldn't have thought. I wouldn't have thought they'll get Jack Harding in. I think they've got one of those sort of. They wouldn't, they wouldn't pick a non contracted player out of a contracted player. That would just be. Unless yeah, he's massively exactly. injured. And I know he's not been bowling very well and he's been expensive, but I just I was more thinking of the left arm and the rough. Mm. Sure, no, I like, like that, Shane. It's, um, it's nice to have to pick someone for the other two spinners, but that might be quite a good factor. Has Sonny Baker got, no, gone for this year got, by the looks of it? That's oh, a shame because he would have been somebody ideal to bring in. Yeah, so yeah, seam bowlers on the books. We've got Ogborn, Leonard, Baker, Aldridge. Lamaby technically um, Overton Gregory Henry Davy Brooks but if you, Sorry Chef, if you flip this slightly if you assume Jack Brooks is going to play in the championship game you, you'd say that means he won't be playing finals day and the yeah. other thing I was thinking about is Casey Aldridge in the field or Tom Lamanby in the field at Edgbaston is going to be a big difference maker. You know, Jack Brooks in the field, no disrespect to Jack, but I suspect he'd be the first one who wouldn't be ter- looking for terribly much to fielding in the deep in a 20-over game at Edgbaston. So mm. I suspect if Brooks, Brooks plays as we all think he probably will tomorrow, that's a, a bit of a sign for Saturday as well. I think it depends if they want that sick box on Saturday. Would it take who plays Monday to Thursday? You know, if Jack Brooks might only bowl one over, well, I agree. I'd, I'd rather have Allenby or Aldridge in the field, though they tend to do most of the 12th man they, anyway. They've gone six bowlers for the whole campaign, haven't they? Six bowling options. Well, they might not use six bowlers all the time, but they. But Lamanby's barely bowled, don't you think? He hasn't bowled at all this year, neither is Abel. I don't think Abel would have bowled. I think you look at the T20 last year, and Lamanby bowled quite a lot. I remember that Mars Hammond over when he got taken to the cleaners, mm. but. Mm. Lamanby bowled quite well last year. Ben Green might play. Yeah, you could yeah, do. Yeah. But then... Um, but then he's been one of your main T20 guys, isn't he? So, you know, to bring him in... Uh, if you want to rotate the T20 bowlers, then 
doesn't seem to. I mean, he could he could come in for a, they could rest um, Overton and um, Henry and, and bring Ben Green in. That's a possibility. Oh, unlikely one though. I would have thought. So I think Lewis. I think you uh, need to go on about ten minutes early tomorrow morning, Gibbo. I think you need to be on <laughs> about a quarter two because of all this. We'd all be see the team and then want to know what you think so yeah. give Davies the gloves and let James Rubol his slow left arm yeah no, no. <laughs> just give it a real benefit game feel you know have rolling subs and all this but one thing Lewis yeah, honestly, I, I, right, I did pick up with what Gregory said he was not specifically about rest but it was about working on white ball skills so I think mm. Green you know maybe it's not about physically giving the guys rest it's about getting them in that white ball frame of mind and you know making sure that they are able to nail their Yorkers and their slowies at will which is going to be difficult to do if you've got you say you do you've got a one day turnaround between the game Hampshire game finishing on Thursday day off Friday finals day Saturday mm. it is not a lot of time to uh, to get your kit packed in the frame of mind and uh, on the bus to Edgerston yeah so I don't know what's my team going to be then. I've written it down. This is the trouble with doing these things, kind of. No, I didn't write it down because I was like, I had, I had two names and seventeen names sequence. on. Oh, I don't know. Let's have a look. Yeah, right. Here we go then. So, uh, one, Dixon two, three, Lambie. four. Yeah, Dixon Lambie. But all the you guys have persuaded me TKC will play. Abel will definitely play. Yeah, Abel TKC Bartlett obviously. Yeah. Six Rue, yeah, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Is yet this is where it gets it gets congested and complicated, where because the bat the batting has picked itself. Aldridge at seven, yeah, yeah, green or Overton at eight, yeah. It's gonna have to be Overton at eight, I think. I don't think he'll the fact that he's oh, I think I think it'll be Matt Henry. I would have said I would have changing shoes yeah. after bowling four overs in bowling boots him and it showed he's over in between balls he was changing his shoes to field him which I thought was a bit rare we've not seen him do that before um, mm. I don't know if that's... and he's he's had his tendonitis hasn't he so yeah. of the two if you you right. know from the, again from the outside of the two if you've got to play one right so we'll play, would... we leave it out so green at eight I'm not playing Jack green Brook, Jack Brooks at eleven Bashir at 10, Henry at 9. No. We missed out Sodi. I'd have Sodi instead of. Okay. <coughs> so, our bowling, we've got Aldridge, Henry, Sodi, Bashir, and Brooks. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm just wondering whether they will take the view that Sodi's so important on Saturday they don't want to risk him on the four day game. Yeah, if he gets into his chances. Or well, could you? Well, or, or, or Ogborn for Saudi? I don't know. George Bartlett's filthy offspin might get another go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that could be the option. I'll tell you what, what: if George Bartlett's bowling from your end, Anthony, I would nip down to the old Gibbo's cabin for an over or two because you might be in peril up there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a cow corner. So I think it'd also be a cow, yeah, yeah, true, yeah, true. <laughs> oh dear! How come uh, Radio Knots didn't want to collaborate on uh, 
Friday night, Kevin. How can they uh, they sauntered off up to the the media centre, left you and poor old Mark Davis down on the balcony all by yourselves? That was entirely my choice to be on the terrace because you're out there in the thick of it. We had a whole clutch of Somerset players next to us. But, I know, and ex players. Yeah, and ex players, including Don Bess, who was who was there, and Josh Davies, Waller. Ollie Sayer was there. Perhaps we could have Don Bess on loan for this week. Yeah. Oh. Well, he, he was there on Friday, as I said. Yeah. Well, there's a, not, a cons- not a damn conspiracy theory, but there's a put two and two together and get seven. Well, yeah. now, you've, now you've said it, I wouldn't be surprised. You heard it here first. Yeah. Well. Can I, I just quickly can I just quickly say one thing, which I apologise to everyone under Anthony's and my age, but when in the glory years, my dad, who used to talk a lot of rubbish, God bless him, about cricket, but he also used to talk quite a lot of sense. And he used to say, give me a team of Graham Burgesses and we win a lot more than we lose. And he was the most, Budgie was, he wouldn't, and I don't think he'd mind me saying, he wouldn't be an ideal T20 player because of his physiology. But he almost won us the Sunday League at Glamorgan um, last game of the season once. He was vital in the game where we beat Kent in the quarterfinal where we were like 60 for five and all the big stars were out and he checked into tail. We got 180 and then Joel and Beefy blew them away. He, he performed so many times. And watching, and I, I was listening to this, and I, Mark Davis, I love Mark to bits. I go back a long way with Mark. But he was very glass half empty. And I was actually really calm when we were five down because my brain went back and I was thinking of what my dad would say in that situation. And he would be chuntering away about a load of bloody rubbish, throwing it away again, all this sort of thing. But then he would have said, yeah, but we've got Lewis and Ben Green. And I think Lewis and Ben Green are both the modern epitome of Graham Burgess. And I can't pay them a higher compliment than that. You know, it was like, it was all, and I know you both said, and I, I know you're commentating in the moment and you both said, oh, you know, this really is the last chance saloon. But I was like, do you know what? As one of these two gets to the end, I think we'll do this. And I'm not being wise after the event. So anyone who does listen to this, who's old enough to remember Graham Burgess, I hope you agree. Anyone who doesn't, have a quick look at, do a bit of YouTubing of Graham Burgess or whatever, and you'll see what I mean. Because he always, he seemed to perform about 20% more than you ever thought he was capable of. And I think, that that was something that just came to mind and I wanted to share because it was sort of I always say that you know Lewis is the last connection for me with Madamaset because he was the last he's the only one of these players that my dad watched play live and I thought it was just a, a, from a personal level but also from a tradition of the club level I think if Ben Green and Lewis Gregory retired and, and people put them in the same bracket as that they would have and Graham Burgess never got near the England side, so you could argue that Lewis is far, far ahead of that. But I think a lot yeah. of people who you know remember Graham Burgess hopefully would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I can see the, the comparison, but um, he was quite a bucolic cricketer, was Graham Burgess. <laughs> he was very typical of summers in the 60s and 70s, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing remotely bucolic about Lewis Gregory. You know, he's, he's... No, I mean, I was thinking more, Anthony, in terms of contributions and... Yeah, I just I th- just think you know he was a, he was a fine player, Graham Burgess, but I think Lewis Gregory is on a slightly higher level. I think the Ben Green comparison is is more more valid, really. 
but yeah, it was it was a very very important component of that uh, Somerset Trophy winning side was uh, old Budgie. Described as a good old fashioned county professional. There you go. That's the line. Yeah. yeah. So one thing just popped into my mind about um, the quarterfinal on, on Friday night was was how it ended, of course, with the with the noble and and the free hit. Because <laughs> I was catching uh, certainly was... one commentator by surprise. Well, I was I, I was sort <laughs> of I was watching Hampshire. The, I was watching Hampshire the the... Yeah, because <laughs> so was it three to win? <laughs> three to win. Luke Fletcher bowls a noble, which is dropped at cover. Yeah. Just bowl it to Ben Green. So we need one to win, and it's a free hit. Yeah. So Ben Green smashes it out to deep mid-wicket. Is is caught, in inverted commas. Obviously, you can't be caught off a no ball. So the crowd are going, yay! Oh, it's caught. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, no, he's not out. He's not out, because you can't be caught off a no <laughs> ball. <laughs> off a free hit, sorry. Oh, that's okay. He's not but out. Won. Oh, but they... Oh, we won! Oh, we... we yeah, so there was all this, this mental gymnastics going on. Either you kind of saw it straight away. I, I, I To my sins, I didn't kind of work it out straight away, so... Lord yeah. Mark Davis did, fortunately. Yeah. <laughs> I said, oh, we need yeah. one to win. Mark said, no, we don't. We've, no, we've don't. won, <laughs> Anthony. We've won, Anthony. So you've <laughs> gone from calling an early Somerset win against Hampshire down at the Aegeus Bowl of the Championship a couple of years ago to not realising when we won. You're kind of all all around the shops. No, going back to my original question, Gibbo, about which we started about 10 minutes ago, is how come there wasn't a co-production with... Uh, BBC Radio Nottingham and, your, and yourselves on Friday night because I always think it's good when you have a commentary yeah, so team with I, the knowledge of both counties. That's there it is BBC Nottingham's uh, choice to do to do that. He had it, there was a, they had a team of three um, coming down, so it would have been a, a little bit crowded in the uh, <laughs> either in the commentary box or in the or in the rustic bus shelter. <laughs> but um, I like you know the position of the bus shelter could not have been better. We were absolutely bang in line. Yeah, uh, at a really good height as well, so you could see the see the bounce of the ball better than you can from from uh, higher up. And uh, it was it was our choice to to go on the terrace. I, I like being out there amongst the crowd as well in the open because you pick up the atmosphere so much better mm. than if you're in the hermetically sealed commentary box up the top, where you, your only connection with the with the crowd is through the effects microphone, which is not the same thing at all. Oh. So yeah, it's uh, it's not particularly comfortable. But it's for a game like that. It's fantastic. That's the place to be. And none, none of the ex Somerset mob were giving you any grief or anything like that, like pinching your microphone. They were, they or... were getting a bit noisy. I had to keep sort of going, <laughs> pointing the effect microphone. <laughs> Watch that's like no, they were they were fine. It got quite lively towards the end. Oh yeah, imagine. definitely. It was yeah. Well, a result like that, uh, who can blame them? All oh, right. We're whacking through today. Should we go on to some listeners' questions then? Uh, Neil says, do some of the Sky commentators dislike us or is it a bit of, for want of a better word, paranoia on our part? I don't know. I don't I don't really pick it up, to be honest. I found I found it to be a little bit dull on Sunday night, so I, sw I switched over to uh, your, uh, your dulcet tones, Gibbo. Good. I've watched... I watched it the last 10 overs back yesterday and I have to say I thought Dominic Cork who got I see got a bit of criticism I thought they were all pretty fair and Dominic Cork kept saying oh, I've been down to Taunton about four times this year and they're a fantastic side and whatever um, 
I don't think you can ever read Nick Knight. Mark Butch is the one who I just I like Mark Butch. I always liked him as a player, but I don't think he likes us very much for some reason. Um, that might have been because of the pain that Joel used to give his father every time he came to Taunton <laughs> many years ago. I don't know, but no, I thought they were. Well, there was one one black mark. Commentators go. go Charles on. Dagnall referring to the bloody Wyvern. Oh, which is, <laughs> and I was glad to see Stumpy came right back at him on on Twitter to point out that he Stumpy was a dragon, <laughs> not a Wyvern. Correct. Well, what can you expect when it's the line that the club? Um, well, the, the, the other club thing for Saturday, out. Anthony, we've got high hopes for the mascot race this year. Oh, we've the got new race. new Stumpy, the new sleek, stumpy. improved yeah. Stumpy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a rumours as that is uh, he is filled by probably somebody from Taunton Athletics Club. I would imagine. <laughs> no, he's not. He could be for Saturday I though. Think- and I'm, I'm not saying this because Harry's on today, but it occurred... Oh, Harry's gone now, now I'm about to say oh, it. he's back. Um, it occurred to me that it wouldn't hurt. Now we've got pretty much every county having their own pretty professional commentary set up. It wouldn't hurt them to have Harry or Sam or one of the Somerset commentators and or one of the Knotts commentators on for the big games. I think that would really be really good because then you could say you know Dominic Cork saying such and such and Harry can jump in and go well actually he's done mm. you know Tom Banton's done this yeah, this season or Dominic. you know yeah. I, I just <laughs> think it would be quite nice quite nice because it would just add an extra dimension and, and sometimes some of the people on there that are commentating certain names who won't be mentioned for obvious reasons but sometimes you think are you actually adding anything you know Richie Benno always used to say speak when you can only add to the picture well I think with Sky it's speak so that you take away from the picture some other times which yeah the amount of times you know, present company he's hit that hard it's beat the get. outfield it's gone for four what a great yeah. shot mm. yeah I can actually see that you know I've been watching cricket for 53 years live I, I sort of know if the ball's gone past extra covers mm. left hand and there's no one on the boundary, it's going to go for four. I don't need to be told that. Yeah. What I need to be told is that was actually a really clever bit of bowling there, but Banton was better than it and did mm. this. That's what I'm looking for from that situation. It's the stuff I don't see or understand. But yeah, it's just, it is sometimes verbal diarrhea, I'm afraid. And, uh, and it's different from radio commentary because mm. obviously Anthony's got to paint the picture for us all the time, you know, and has to tell us that cover's gone back on the boundary or he didn't hit that very well but it's squirted away well you can see that on the telly and I don't I do think they do radio commentary on the telly a lot of the time mm. well it's not even as good as radio TV it's just he's hit it hard it's gone for six yeah I know I can, I can see that anyway moving on then Kit Harris this was an interesting question I thought it was a very good mm. question if you had to mm. select a team to face Somerset in the blast would you pick three spinners because it was the spinners that did the damage on Friday night uh, just get the figures it just of... depends on the pitch yeah it just depends I've... on the pitch yeah, I mean Cap... the Friday night's pitch was it was very it was slow and it was quite dusty there wasn't much turn but the ball wasn't coming onto the bat. Whereas, if you think back to the Surrey match when Sunil Narine was taken down, you know that was that was a, 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 a absolute belt. 
Yeah. Do either of you two know whether the, they'd had to choose a pitch they wouldn't normally have used because of Sky? Mm, potentially. Well, they had to pitch. Well, they had to, it had to be one of the central ones here. Hybrid, yeah. Yeah. Which didn't help the cricket shots to the license. No, they, they've got a reasonable scope because. Oh, you're, you're going a bit funny, Gibbo. Um, they've got a reasonable scope because they can move pretty much all across the Thatcher's Terrace with their camera gantry, and likewise in the Botham stand, they can pick and choose whichever hospitality box they need to take over to put the cameras in. So it's not necessarily a, a narrow band of two or three. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to remember if that what one that was played on. It's four. It's four, I think, from memory. See, that would be a good stat. Just whenever you record a game on on the Somerset website, they put the scorecard. Just put in a little a little circle what number pitch it was. number. Yeah. To answer to answer Kit's question, and I wonder whether he's hoping to be picked in that as Iceland's premier spin bowler, but um, I. I would say I probably would, and I probably would pick Liam Dawson as one of the first spinners I pick against. So it's who? It's not just three spinners. I'd say I'd want to specify who my spinners are. But yeah, I think. Uh, I'm, I'm still thinking because I, I didn't really think about that until Shet read the question. But you probably want to pick Harmer just because you'd want to pick Harmer. Um, Will Jacks isn't far away, you know, for me. No. As a, you know, I, I quite like to see Will Jacks in a test at the moment, but that's another story instead of mowing. But yeah, I think I'd probably, if you said to me, you, you've got to play three spinners, I'd probably go for Jacks, Dawson, and Harmer against us. And then I probably would be on the Mark Davis side of optimism at that point. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant three within a side. So like Hampshire, would they go Dawson, Crane? And, well, Benny Howe, you could argue, is almost a spinner with all his slower balls. Yeah. No, I was just thinking yard. about your your sort of T20 select 11 to play Somerset. That's where my brain was. Uh, well, you know, there are plenty of spinners around. Essex could have Critchley, Lizyar, and Harmer. I think Surrey could go. Surrey probably won't. They've got so many seamers. I think they'll just go with Jack. So that Moriarty will play. He might if it comes to the final, bearing in mind injuries, of course. And then the Ryan. So, yes, they yeah. could actually. Surrey and Essex could easily. So, it looks like the only mm -hmm. side that couldn't go three spinners would be us. Sodi Bashir and Bartlett. There's your three spinners. Oh, Goldsworthy, oh, Goldsworthy of course. Goldsworthy's. Oh, Gold, sorry, yeah. Lewis. Sorry, yeah, Goldsworthy. Yeah, yeah, we could. The off forgotten Lewis. You need to keep, you need to pick him. As we yeah. just forget he's there. I played last time, didn't I? I don't think they'll go back to him last minute this year. Uh, right, Andy Cleaver's asked about the changes for Monday. Uh, we've done that. Um, blah, 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 blah. Do, 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 do. I think this is all going to be pretty much about the selection for Friday. John Hayes, which stand, gate or pavilion are we going to name after Gregory? Need to build one first. And Harry Hayden points out Lewis, Goldsworth, uh, Lewis Gregory sorry, is out of contract at the end of this season. Mm -hmm. When do we think well, that will be signed slash announced? I mean, I can't see him leaving. Well, it was touch and go last time, wasn't it? Mm. If you remember. Mm -hmm. 
well, you know, all those rumours about him going up to the smoke to play for either Surrey or Middlesex. He is, of course, the captain of the of the Trent uh, Rockets, Nottinghamshire Skips. Mm. And it's pat- it was patently clear from their interview after the game that him and Mullaney are very, very good mates because he said he said Mullaney had been round to his to see the baby and they'd actually tossed up in the garden. It was a really friendly conversation and you're like, yeah, if he's going to go anywhere now, that's probably where he would go, I would think. Mm. But, you know, you, you, would, you would have to say he's got to be happy where he is at the moment. Let's win the trophy on Saturday, let him lift the trophy and then he can say, yeah, I want to see out the rest of my career here. Job done. Sorted. Yeah. I mean, as, as well, it's not like knots to go around pinching talent from other counties as well. No. Is it? With their, no, their established pathway. So, you know, we can almost just... I mean, what did they sign this week? Tongue and Pennington from Worcester? It's, oh. Yeah. At least they rotate, don't they? They go, you know, it's Leicestershire one, yeah. Then they might, they might look look at Worcestershire again and they, yeah. they do move around the mid the Midlands they don't just pick on the same county every yeah, year so, so it's a, like, a, like a clock face just going around yeah. like TikTok where, where should we go this week Northampton a bit worried for next year apparently oh god <laughs> who are they going to sign from Northampton <laughs> I don't know <laughs> the grounds Andrew probably. Rad probably Anthony <laughs> if Brace Girdle retires they'll sign Andrew Rad <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, I think that is probably the last of the questions for this week. Any other business then? I thought we were going to have this done in half an hour, but we've still crept up to nearly 50 minutes so far. We can, can, I just, can I just... Can I just... Go on, Harry. Sorry. No, go on. I'd right, just say Tom Abel walking off Calvin Harrison. I mean, yeah. I'm trying to of Calvin Harrison coming, coming back, having played King's College, Taunton Dean, and played well. He was going to play in that oil spill game the other week when set bold not start for under 100 he was going to play until Matt Carter came in to try and hit that oil patch so it's nice to see Calvin Harrison done well you could say another one like Jake Lintott local lad slipped through the net sort of fucked on turn the other day with an extra uni um, but yeah take the positive out of Tom Aver walking and um, I would you know, yeah, that's the, the guy he is um, but yeah the only other thing was statistically Craig Overton taking 20 catches and that's a record for a T20 blast yep. for a Franchise top T20 competition, and Van Green with 28 wickets is still top. Now Zach Chapel's gone with Derbyshire knocked out. Green is potentially going to finish as leading wicketkeeper in the blast, so he's got to be right up with the PCA rankings and player of the tournament and most improved player, whatever you want to give him, give him some accolades, even though he didn't bowl as well as we've seen him Friday night. Yeah, and, and in the context of Pat coming yesterday, hit the cover off it and reviewed it. Mm-hmm. yesterday evening in the test match that was even better yeah. but um, the one the one thing I'd quickly say and it's me being a kit nerd again why do knots wear red hats oh yeah, yeah that was weird is it yeah. something to do with it should be yellow or green Robin Will Scarlet or something or I don't, I don't know yeah <laughs> I think these two years ago it's the last couple of years I think recent yeah anybody knows why they wear red hats <sighs> Don't let us know because I really couldn't care less. But I'm sure it's. Oh, well, right, I do. Yeah, let me Steve. know. Let me know. Yeah. <laughs> don't. Um, Alex Hales made me laugh. He Pete Trigo took for a round of golf at Western. Um, Alex Hales smashed Pete Trigo on the golf course, and then I think we'll, we'll take that because the and getting out so cheaply. So if Pete Trigo tied her up on the golf course, we'll take that as a as a Somerset win when their main batter goes early. 
was Trigo kind of psych- psyching him out all along the golf course, just like feeding him all these this negative, was it NLP, they call it, just all these negative suggestions. What is that? What does that sound for? Negative little points? No, neuro-linguistic programming. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Blimey. That's a bit <laughs> much for this early on a Sunday. Oh, definitely. I prefer my versions, yeah. Fair days. Right. Are we done then? Think Will so. we see you, at, you at the County Ground this week, Ships? Uh, yes, potentially. I've got to try and uh, figure out around work and stuff. But uh, yeah, I shall definitely be up for one of the days. Uh, more than likely, it'll probably be the day that it rains the most where I get the weather forecast all wrong. Yeah. But yeah, I'll be there. Are you there, Harry? Yeah, I'm there on four days. Happy day, Steve. When is your uh, your annual pilgrimage down to uh, the Hallow Turf uh, this season? I don't know, to be honest. Ian, I've got quite a lot, which is why the blog's been suspended this year. I've got quite a lot going on outside of life, or in life, but outside of both cricket and work at the moment. So uh, I definitely need to get down later in the year. But I have a horrible feeling it'll probably be September now. But I really want to come down for a one day cup game. So I'll see. I'll let you know. Fair dues. Good stuff. Right. If we're all done, we're all done. Gimo needs to go at 10. We've got two minutes to spare. So happy days. Uh, it is going to be. See a, you all later. Yeah, see you later. What's the feather, feather wall cast like at uh, Headingley today? Good. Better yeah, so. until late. I think chance of a shower late afternoon, early Oh, evening. well, they'll buzz ball it out. Yeah, we'll really really like right. I'm going to go watch the cricket then. Read my Have newspaper. a good Sunday, everyone. I what? They didn't have the cricket paper in my local news agents this morning. That's put a bummer on my day. Anyway. Thanks for listening. See you all next week. See you next week. Cheers.